On this episode of the AIE Podcast... AIE Fundraiser needs your help. A Final Fantasy Town Hall meeting. Blizzard Pets for Charity! Or is that Charity? Hoots and Stu join us to chat about EVE Online. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the AIE Podcast, episode 171. Wow. The Die Has Been Podcast. (laughs) Broadcasting from beautiful Northern California, this is Gomez. Hey, hey, party people. And joining me from only a quarter of the state away is Aludra. Hey, AIE. I think you're awesome. And Zod is with us in the chat channel, but unfortunately, work. I think he is listening from work. So we all understand. We we feel for you, Zod. It is not the same. I'm glad that it is your voice in the opening theme. So it's like we kind of yeah. are with you in spirit. So yeah, it's not a totally Zod-free show because that would be really tragic. <laughs> so yes, we are recording. Uh, Accuzod, thank you. Thank you for asking. We we are certainly recording. So yes, Aludra, yes. what has been going on with you? It's, uh, you earlier were giving a litany of all of the things that you're doing now. So what's been going on? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! It has been like the most productive week for me. Holy moves! First, I got my legendary cloak in World of Warcraft. Then, in Final Fantasy, I'm running around like a goober, because that's what you do in Final Fantasy, is you run around like a cat girl goober, and I'm loving it, and I just hit level 30 last night. Nice. Then, yeah, I know, then I got into the Hex Alpha two days ago. I've only played one game, because so they invited too many people. <laughs> oh, so it's, in other words, they they're, they did an unintentional stress test. I and think, the servers no, I could not. Intentional. Yeah. I really do. They went. You know what? Let's see if we can handle fifteen thousand invites at once. Oh, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're planning for that. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. probably not going to work. No, I think it was intentional. And um, yeah, so I've been doing all the games, and and Gomez is beating me on Tiny Death Star, even with my my very selective people choosing. <laughs> well, that's probably why I'm beating you in Tiny Death Star, because I'm not jettisoning everyone out the airlock when they don't have skill nine. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I hold on to them until I get a skill nine. Then they're insta-jettison, man, in the beginning, sure. Oh, now, man. my Tiny Tower, which is closing in on 200... If you're not a nine, I'm just not interested in you at all. Just, <laughs> that's it. They're they're all instantly. There are so many. I once evicted everybody in my tiny tower just for fun. Wow. Yeah. You, Do you know how much money I made? Ruthless dictator, right there, right there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty. It's I'm like Aludra, you know, the terrible slumlord. Yes. Lord of the Oh no, no. I they nope. they have the best best homes i can provide best homes (laughs) but you have to you know be taller than this to actually get into the best homes urban gentrification project (laughs) yeah exactly okay exactly (laughs) yeah so i've been playing all the things what about you gomez what have you been i i forgot to mention last show i've been uh i uh torchlight 2 was on sale for like six bucks and i was like for six bucks i'll get two copies and mooley and i can play uh, I that's think we're up to like game. level 35 or something. And that's a really well done game. There are certain mm-hmm. aspects of it that are like, okay, this could be a little better. But I, I, for $6, like, I mean, even for $20, it's a, it's a pretty well-made game. It's basically, 
hey, Diablo 2.5, because I think Diablo 3 is more polished, but it is certainly better than Diablo 2 and came out before Diablo 3. So I've been thoroughly enjoying that. It came out a bit after. Did it? Yeah, I wrote a nice long comparison of the two. Oh, okay. At the time. Uh, There are some things I just really like better in Torchlight, you know, like, oh, I don't know, the fact that you can stop playing it at any given point and resume at said same given oh, point yeah. later. Well, and I, is... I also really like the whole, hey, I'm full of junk. Hey, send mm-hmm. my pet away for two minutes and they bring me money or items back. Like that's... Yeah, yeah you can give your dog or ferret. Did I mention ferrets? Oh, yes. A shopping list. Yeah, Molly has a <laughs> ferret. I have an owl, which is... Which is... <laughs> They're brilliant. <laughs> But uh, so I've been thoroughly enjoying that. It's just, it's great to sit down for like, you know, we can play for an hour and 10 minutes and then walk, as Aludra said, you can immediately walk away. Uh, you don't yeah. need to save at a specific point or anything. And also, oh, uh, as Aludra said, uh, I'm I'm still playing Tiny Death Star. Uh, I've seen a lot of tweet hate about the update. I think I'm going to wait. Wow. Me that too. was like very Dr. Susie, and I need to stop doing that. <laughs> Um, but, but, uh, it, it's, it, it apparently like broke a lot of stuff and I'm enjoying the game now. The only thing I don't like is if you're wearing headphones and you have like a headphone jack plugged in and you have all of the sounds muted, the elevator sound still comes through your headphones. You have to, why would you be having your headphones on if all your sounds are muted? No, no, no. Like if I'm listening to like, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm listening to music and I oh. call up the tiny Death Star, all the other sounds are off, but the elevator sound comes through loud and clear unless you turn the sounds on and turn the sounds off. So I'm hoping they fix that in a future patch, but I'm up to 42 floors. After after this show, I will totally have my 43rd, so I'm, I'm you know, thrilled to be doing that. But sadly, it's been raining up here, so my biking career has kind of been put on hiatus i'm hoping for saturday but we'll well, we'll... i thought all you hardcore guys biking uh, dude are so not hardcore oh my god <laughs> if, if there is moisture at all on the ground my tires have no tread i have like oh road bike tires which not do safe. not have traction so on dry i'm completely fine because they're slicks on wet no that is not me in any <laughs> regard. So yes, very not, uh, very, very, very not hardcore. So we have two guests with us. Uh, so stupid genius, what has been going on with you outside of Eve? We'll get to that, Stu. Uh, well, I have been playing a ton of Warframe. That's kind of my. Oh, I have my big seen that. That I've been playing on Steam. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it's on Steam. They actually just released update eleven last night or yesterday. And that adds a, a couple of new Warframes, a couple of new Prime, which are like they're like special Warframes that kind of have uh, additional features in to them. It's a free-to-play like Space Ninja game. It's really cool if you guys ever want to check it out. They just released actually on the PlayStation 4. There was a release title for that as well. So it's been on the PC for a while, but it's they just released it on on uh, PS4. And with that, they released a big uh, trailer that if you follow me on Twitter, I sent out but uh, also you can just look it up on warframe youtube and it's a really cool trailer with the the big bad guy alan v that you're fighting so that was that was main thing i've been doing um been kind of checking out some of the other mmos around um the played a little bit of uh mech warrior online which is a real awesome cool game that uh uh some of the aie folks i've hanging out with have been playing it's kind of a uh traditional mech 
warrior game in uh it's a free to play game as well and it's uh it's pretty awesome uh hoots yeah, so Hoots, what has been going on with you? Supremacy, gender <laughs> supremacy is all I'm going to say. Does that have to do with like and... Death Stars or Death Stars and de- jettisoning? Because if so, I'm really, really good at that. Like, okay, really unfortunately, good. no. So I, I haven't played MechWarrior Online since it was in, I think, closed or maybe briefly in open beta. But for those of you who are unaware, the Jenner is a really, it's a light mech, and it's really fast, and it's the most annoying thing in all of existence, or at least it used to be. So that's what I, I would always play when I played MechWarrior Online. So Jenner Supremacy. Uh, no, I've been up to, so there's this little game that came out, I think in 2000 or so, called Baldur's Gate. Oh, and wow. earlier this year, uh, it was released on Steam, re-released as like Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. And I picked it up when it was on Steam sale for like $3 or something like that. And uh, there were some news updates saying, hey, Baldur's Gate 2, the Enhanced Edition is coming out. So the past week or so, I've been going through and replaying Baldur's Gate. Oh, and how fun! <laughs> it's it's still a great game. Yeah. Like, there's, like, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to kind of go through and replay that. And did, did you go for the eyes, boo? <laughs> <laughs> go for the eyes, boo. <laughs> go for the eyes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a great game. Such oh. a, and yeah, I'll probably pick up the second enhanced, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition and play through that a little bit um otherwise i've also been checking out other mmos and yes i noticed that i had at one point i think paid for a six month um sony all access packs i think i did it for planet side 2 and i think i had a deal on it and then i promptly forgot about planet side 2 and the fact that i had the pass so it turns out i still have like two months remaining on like a bunch of sony mmo games so i installed in because i hate myself and was curious to see what the game was like i installed and started playing the original everquest oh yeah there's nothing wrong with that no there's not it's (laughs) it's aged terribly (laughs) and it's pretty bad but it's fun and it's it's great um and i'm like level 10 and i'm probably not going to play much more of it but that's and i checked out everquest 2 which is a little bit better but graphically because it went for like a realistic art style eight years ago it too looks terrible and yeah. has pretty terrible performance well it's, um, that that was one thing that i i actually played everquest 2 uh because i betaed wow i was like okay. i got the care i got both alliance and horde up to 45 and i was like there's nothing really for me to do when this game oh, comes sure. out so yeah. we played everquest 2 and the one thing that keeps drawing me back to WoW not every now and again is the color palette is the color oh, palette. Yeah. It's not oh, brown God. and gray and dark it's blue. Like, and like, yes. <laughs> so no, I, I completely it. understand. It's like EverQuest 2 looked fine for the time, but realistic yep. is, oh, you don't really want to go and, for that. <laughs> and just now, now looking back, it's like, oh, this is, this is, and you know what? It Mechanically, it's a sound MMO. It's, I, I, I've been, I was paying attention to all the BlizzCon news and I, I had let my WoW subscription lapse, but I'm kind of eyeing that button and going, yep. Yeah. And, and oh, I'm sure up. I'll be back for at yep. least three or four months because they do yep. it every single time to me. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. 
So, oh, I totally forgot to mention, I am actually in WoW as well. Oh, um, I'm playing that's WoW right. at the moment. What? Uh, <laughs> He's not intermittently, very intermittently. Um, it's not. I have one. I just have my one character that I am 84 on. And I'm very slowly leveling him. Uh, pretty much solo, just my little sh- uh, shaman. That's uh, my namesake, stupid genius. So, oh, wow. you must be way. really sneaky because I was looking at my friends list and it's like Stu has not been on in four months. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a different no, Stu. Have... Oh no, I, he's I'm... he's no, he's on my my. Oh, your tag. friends list. Okay, yes, I my see. super friend. <laughs> so yeah, I have been in and out on WoW. Um, as far as where I am, I'm still working my way through Kata, obviously, at 84. Uh, I'm in the, what is it, Deep Helm or something like Deep that? Helm? Deep Helm? Deep Helm, yeah. That thing. Are you in a hole in the ground surrounded by rocks and there are rock people telling you to do rock quests and <laughs> to save the yeah, rocks to restore the rocks? Hey, gorgeous. that area is super glowy and for. awesome. You yeah. hush. <laughs> like, I am with Gomez. <laughs> that zone is amazing. I'm kind of tired of living in a cave, like going around in circles. <laughs> That's fair. the same place over and over again. <laughs> to, to me, it's totally the new Zangar Marsh. Like, Zangar Marsh was the last oh, super yeah. brightly colored glowy area, and then they moved to the rock brightly colored glowy area. So I'm looking forward to the new expansion where we will get a new brightly colored glowy area. So that that will be awesome. Yep, so I'm slowly making my way through that. I have missed um, that I'm on that account, so I'm eventually going to get to all the missed content. Uh, I have, uh, for those that uh, remember or know uh, Gypsy Girl, she's been playing WoW. She's back in WoW as well, and she's been playing a ton. And so we have – or she's she's been trying to set up a raid group, and so I'm sort of trying to get to 90 so I can participate in some flex raids and so forth. But that's a, a – it's a – it's a slow, that is slow burn. so weird. Gchat not half an hour ago was talking about how somebody misses raiding with Stu and Gypsy. <laughs> I am not even kidding. Well, I wish I had screenshotted it now just for this. <laughs> I seriously do because this is creepy. <laughs> that's probably back in the in the the rift days because that's the only thing I've ever raided in because I've never raided in a while before. I've never had a level capped character either the oh, highest okay. character i have is my one that i have now which i got pretty much uh i got him to 80 for free with the scroll of res from Mathanuk. so uh that's oh, yes, the that's, only reason i have him that that that's that was nice i i had forgotten about that and then i had leveled the character to 74 and then realized I could just level boost it to 80. And I was like, oh, why did I wait so long to level boost the character? Well, you know you could have level goop boost in any character on the account, right? Well, no, I know, but I, I wasn't interested in playing. Like, I wanted a second character to 90. And so I was just playing this character. And then I realized about 15 levels too late because I didn't want to boost it too early because then you don't know how to play your class. All of a sudden, it's like, here's 40 yeah. new abilities. And so that's I've, great, though. I, mean, I level boosted at level 10 because mine's a goblin, so I wanted to check out the goblin starter story. And uh, so once I got to the the mainland in Orgamar, then I level boosted myself. Uh, still don't know what the heck I'm doing shaman-wise. Yeah. But... <laughs> Drop some totems. It's fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, if you're a shaman and you're having a hard time, Check your totems aren't out. <laughs> that's that's my rule of, of shaman leveling. If I'm having a tough time, it's like, oh, don't have my totems out. Boom, everything dies. 
It's oh, I've, and I've been intermittently playing Hearthstone, but that's very hit or miss for me right now. Yes, I, me as well. We bleh, me as well. In that, I'm so bad at the game. I'm oh my word, I'm bad at that game. Well, it, yeah, I, it, it doesn't help that I play I, Ralph, I, who like us, all these custom decks, and I was like, I'm playing with the stock default deck, and then he just like slaps me, and I, the yeah, game yeah, is done. Like, so. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, well then. I win. Flips one card. I win. And you're like, but wait. And he's like, no, I win. That's just it. Yeah, there's so many. I've never done the arena, like, you know, the really competitive thingy. I've just done the the play, like the random play thing. And I've had hit or miss luck with that. I've had some levels. But all my quests right now are win so many matches with certain characters, all three of them. And two of them are duplicates for, like, warriors. So I'm, like, trying to win on this warrior, but I'm terrible with the warrior. So, oh. Yeah, then just... that that happens. That happens. So we want to make sure and leave enough time for Eve news. <laughs> so we, we, we're going to get into AIE news. AIE news. We started out pretty strong on this one, but it appears we've only gotten a few percent more since our last update. The 2013 AIE fundraiser has about 40 days left, and we're only at 53% of our goal. While the officer corps and a few select volunteers are keeping things running, we really need the funds to keep things from coming too much out of our pockets. <laughs> so donate if you can. We have a link. There are links everywhere. So the second movie of the Hobbit trilogy, which I'm still confused about because it's not a trilogy, but the second movie of the Hobbit trilogy is coming out. And I'm sure because we're all a bunch of nerds that we uh, there's going to be lots of AIE meetups. Uh, our Dark Lord uh, Pell in the Kalamazoo, Michigan area has started the first one. So if you are going to if you're going to see the movie, see it with a bunch of guildies. If you're in the Michigan area, uh, check out the meetup.com site for more details. And just a reminder, because I heard this a lot in game just today. Yeah, I, I had a really productive hour in game, guys. Um, Meetup.com, the forums, go there, plan some meetups. We love it. We really do. <laughs> go, have fun. Now, we don't have a show next week because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we're all going to be traveling. <laughs> well, you know, we all can't be so amazing as to just insta-Thanksgiving. But Samantha James in the forums has started this great thread that everybody should really consider contributing to. It is the How Everyone is Thankful thread. Um, let's fill up the thread with lots of terrific things and stuff and gratitude and just warm, happy, fuzzy feelings to really start off this holiday season right. Because to be fair, the internet is sort of full of drama and uh, mm -hmm. and we want to like combat that with a very positive, happy thread. So yes, let's, we do. Let's let's definitely do that. So yet another reason to give thanks in the next week. I'm sure that everyone is listening to the great podcast that Seema and Max do, the Escape Podcast. <laughs> See, it's a little. It's a little pun there. So just in case you haven't, and you should, uh, from the 27th of November through the 2nd of December, there is double XP for all characters in SWOTOR. Uh, remember, SWOTOR is free to play, and the community in AIE is doing great there. They have a really consistent group of folks. They raid every week. You should jump in and join the fun. 
The officers of Final Fantasy will be holding a town hall meeting this Friday, November 22nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're making big announcements and encouraging anyone from any branch in AIE to join the, join the meeting and come join the fun. Okay, so speaking of Final Fantasy fourteen, they're currently holding the Lightning Strikes event. This event is a crossover with their latest single-player game, Final Fantasy Crazy Letter Number. Oh, actually, it's Lightning Returns Final Fantasy thirteen. So mm-hmm. there are level requirements for each stage and tons of cool weapon and gear rewards, and will be running till December 9th. So you have about a week and a half or so. Or no, mm-hmm. I guess about two weeks. Uh, the best part is if you miss out on the event, don't worry. It's coming back in February to celebrate the North American release of the game. So go level, have fun, and don't stress if you can't quite hit cap for the first part. Blizzard is having another pet sale for charity. Woo! From now until December 31st, half of the purchase price toward the Arctic Brew Pup will go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Not only will you get a cute St. Bernard pet, for yourself, but you're also helping to fund a great cause. But wait, there's more! If you buy the Arctic Brew Pup along with the new Enchanted Fae Dragon, you will not only get a price break buying the two in the package, but you'll still be donating toward this great cause. And oh, does yes. the does the St. Bernard have the little, like, barrel of yes. brandy? Yes, Oh, does. nice. Because, you know, and, you and can't be a St. Bernard thing. That's And it's a dwarven St. Bernard thing, so... Yes. That's... And apparently if you emote help me to the puppy, he does something really cute. Oh, okay. Breaking <laughs> news. I, it probably isn't. but <laughs> So if you're not satisfied with simply helping Make-A-Wish, uh, Blizzard is currently matching employee donations for typhoon relief made uh, to the American Red Cross and is encouraging players to also donate to the cause. Uh, I don't think they're going to mention they're, they're going to match our donations, but the fact that they're matching donations, horrible tragedy with the typhoon mm-hmm. that just hit there. Um, you know, our hearts go out to all of the people affected by that. That's, that's yeah. not been a, a good situation. So, uh, with that, I think we can bring out, uh, our guests who have been sitting quietly and patiently. Uh, what has, what the heck has been going on in Eve? Cause I'm sure there's, you know, there's nothing cause it's a pretty sedate. It's a really- boring <laughs> like, it's totally boring never sit quietly or calmly we just have mute buttons <laughs> oh that's that's fair that's fair do we want to talk about actually since you brought it up gomez there is an initiative going on right now in eve online that the developers have actually announced i think it was a couple days ago Stu. the uh, yeah, flex so... for good yeah, so actually, the uh, I think a, I don't know exactly when they did it, but a couple of years ago, CCP had this drive where they plex for good, where they take one plex in game, and in return they'll donate a fixed number, in this case fifteen dollars US, to the relief effort. I think it was maybe like back in like maybe one of the tsunamis in like uh, Sri Lanka or one of the back like a while ago. But anyways, now they're doing it for the one in the Philippines. And this was actually mainly for a cry from the the community asking for CCP to do this. So that's uh, so cool. You know, it's, it's going to see saying we want to give money. And so they're going to take the Plex, which you can buy from CCP or Amazon or anywhere else that sells the Plex. And then usually it's about 20 bucks normally as a, as a base rate, but they're 
they're setting it off as a um, kind of a set price of 15, which kind of covers their costs of handling the money and so forth. It's just to, you know, the, the total cost. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So between now and December 7th, I believe it is, they're doing Plex for good or, and if you donate a Plex, they'll give you some in-game items that are, I think they're all like cosmetic, like a t-shirt and stuff like that. And they'll what they do is is it, they don't have it designed yet. So, but there's gonna be a male female shirt that they're gonna give out to everybody who donates uh, the plex. So it's kind of cool. Cool. That's. I mean, I'm glad to see that companies are actually trying to give back somewhat. That's. I mean, there's there's only so much a company can do, and because that's not the purpose of the company. But it's really nice to see companies yeah. like Blizzard are doing stuff, and it, uh, CCP sounds like they're doing stuff. So that that's, yeah, that's really really cool. Phenomenal. It really is just a little bit of above and beyond that makes you want to to support a company like this. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's Agreed. it's really great. And it was really great to see the community reaction behind it too. Um, and have them kind of say, hey, we should do a Plex for Good initiative. And I will say one thing that they're kind of hinting at, the next Wednesday, November 27th, CCP Bro will have a dev blog announcing one additional surprise coming to uh, the, if hopefully make it the best Plex for Good ever. So they haven't quite announced what it's going to be, but if you follow the CCP, they're probably going to be something big where either they make the the uh, uh, benefit to you in game more for some somehow so that they encourage more people to donate because for oh, them okay. it's just pixels in the screen. Uh, that's my guess. You know, it's for them. It's just pixels in game. It, it's that's it's a database problem. update. Add a one to this field right. instead of a zero, and this player has this thing. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll hear about that next Wednesday. So that's kind of cool. Okay. So. Speaking of, there is another, and this is kind of around the uh, metagame, but I did want to bring this up. Uh, the price of Plex is normally, the real the real price of Plex is usually $20 for one Plex. Amazon is now doing a massive 15% <clears throat> off Plex sale. Um, I think, I, I don't have, and I didn't see on Amazon when this Plex sale is going to end. I heard the 24th Saturday, but then I also heard it was a Black Friday. Well, just remember, so maybe... it's it's digital, so it could change at any yep. time. Yeah, so exactly. But the there thing. is a 15% off sale of Plex on Amazon dot com right now so if you're looking to and then subscription time is on sale uh 15 off too which means so now is a really good time if you're looking to join we've got some pretty good discounts for uh joining the game and uh either getting plex or just straight up subscription time so Stu, what have you actually been up to in the world of you <laughs> do we have enough well, time to cover this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let me put on my space trucker hat for a moment. Uh, for those that don't know, in EVE, there's a... It's a real-world simulator. It's a, like a virtual reality in, in ways. So you need to move things from one place to the other. I happen to have a business that does so in-game for my corporate, corporate alliance. So my current... Endeavor is a carrier service where I will move ships from one location to the other. And I'm also working on additional things that will be coming in the not-too-distant future to move cargo. So we'll be having... And that will actually be run by 
AIEU uh, as a little teaser to um, as a as a kind of corporate initiative to kind of turn into a, a trucking company of sorts. And if, ladies and gentlemen, he's very good at what he does. That he he moves stuff way faster than I anticipated. So that it's it was like, oh, I really need to get this over to here. And he was like, well, I have a I have a thing relatively near there. So let maybe so I like you know sent stuff to him, and then in less time than I anticipated, it was in a completely new place in a far side of the galaxy. So yes, uh, Stu is very good at being a space trucker, as it were. I'm also pretty terrible sometimes because I, I, for, I don't think I've been in the podcast since it happened, but I uh, blew, up a, blew up a carrier. Oh, man. Too billion esque. Oh, jeez. I take that back, ladies and gentlemen. I learned a lesson, though. Billion. I should hope so. That's billion with a B. So I learned how to jump carriers properly and not properly. And so that that's good, but it's okay. Oh he has it like replaced and then some already. Like a day later, yeah, well, he was like, "Yeah." So oh. less than twenty four hours later, so it happened. And I, as soon as I was tackled, which is just being like getting a, a scramble on me to make it so I can't move, I knew I was toast because there's no <laughs> way someone's gonna get there in time. And you know, I'm operating by myself at that point, and there's you know, I'm on the middle of nowhere in the galaxy or in the universe, and. It's not like someone's going to be able to get over there in time while I'm dying. So I just kind of say, oh, well. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm talk I'm talking in my lion's chat like, oh, well, I'm tackled. And I'm in the hole. And I'm in the structure. And, and then I'm like, I'm blown up. <laughs> so I ask in a lion's chat, I say, does anybody have a carrier to, to, <laughs> for sale? To, for sale? And within probably 20 minutes, someone's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, it's just a hole. I'm like, yeah, that works. And so I picked up the hole, and, uh, or I bought it right then and there. I transferred some ISK around, and within an hour, I had the ship. I still had to fit it, and it took probably another about week or so. But within, within like an hour, I had the, the ship itself replaced. So that was... Uh, all to do with having capital in, in, in reserves in case things go bad. And I am amazed wow. at how much money these people have in this game. It's it's pretty astounding. <laughs> well, I have I have almost no risk in this game. I just have enough to cover expenses um, and any potential losses. That I, you know, they don't they say don't fly anything you can't afford to lose. I can af I can fly. I fly what I can afford to lose, just, just barely. So, well, it, it's just like when I joined the game, and this is not standard operating procedure. I'm just telling people this, but like Wolf Glenn was a little over generous, I would say. When when I joined the corp, he was like, "Oh, hey, no," and he gave me like 750 million isk. And then, you know, Hoots gave me a couple ships. And so, yeah, it was it was a little crazy. That's not what is going to stand, you know, happen as a matter of course when you join the court. But the, the people are very generous with their time and money. You, you will you will certainly you will certainly notice that. Uh, I don't let Wolf Glenn hear, let you hear that. I just want to get a good reputation. <laughs> no. Well, Wolf, to be Wolf fair, Glenn. I gave most of it back when I when I couldn't when I did just not have time to play Eve anymore. I gave most of it back, so I think I think it's equal now. It was he... a loan. <laughs> it was a loan. Well, speaking of loans, I actually side uh, 
as Eve is a kind of its own economy, I actually recently did a loan to uh, one of our our oh, to Vail friends, Vail Geek, right. Geek or Kuda, Kuda. Temple Line for those. Oh yes, uh, know him. Uh, he he has an industrious industrial characters, and he needed some capital to, to do to handle some uh, projects he was doing, and I volunteered and got a agreed upon interest rate is returned and he actually just recently completely paid me back so wow so it was nice. an investment really yes oh no yeah it's completely investment nice. it was it had terms and everything and <laughs> I, my favorite part is i wrote it up in the email and i was like if you don't pay me back i'm gonna come and find you and kill you <laughs> and kill every single character and every single item you own and hunt you down and war deck you it was it was pretty awesome nice nice um that is mostly what I've been doing. Uh, spending a bit of time in Faction Warfare, but I'm going to leave that to Foots because he does it a lot better than I do. So, okay. And and this is... We're going to back up. And from a bit of a court perspective, I think I like to embody what AIEU and TEST has been up to lately. So I'll actually jump ahead again and talk about... Eve news and the political situation and tie that back into what we've been doing. So I think when I was last on, we were talking about how uh, we were in curse and how the CFC and Goonswarm and our, our perpetual, now perpetual enemies were kind of hanging around and not kind of making it so we were not having that great of a time. So what ended up happening is there were some more leadership changes in the overall alliance and we kind of threw in the towel and we said, you know what, Nullsack, we quit. <laughs> and we left Nullsack and we are now living in Kaldari Faction Warfare space and we joined Faction Warfare. And that is a mechanic in the game. You have, there are four races in the game and two of the races are opposed to one another. And there are mechanics in the game that allow for small scale, small gang PVP um, by capturing, almost like capture the flag type sites. And it's, it's really fun. And I, with, I kind of stole the idea from a couple people in the Alliance, but a lot of people who are in Faction Warfare for the long haul, they like, they love it because it encourages small gang PvP one-on-one -on -one matches, and it's a real good way to get a fair fight out of people. And I went in my first day of Faction Warfare and was like, I'm going to get gonna go in i'm gonna get fair fights and i'm gonna make money there you can make end up a, end up making a lot of money out of it in the process and i went in and one ship after another ship after another ship after another ship just gone just exploded because <laughs> as it turns out i'm really bad at small scale one-on-one -on -one pvp and i remember texting Stu and Vale and Lank, uh, all of who I do a podcast with, capstable.net. And I remember saying, this faction warfare idea is the worst idea ever. <laughs> a uh, day later, I developed what I like to call the Wallalol venture. <laughs> and I didn't develop it, but a venture is the smallest mining ship in the game. Its purpose and its designed purpose is to mine things. And it's this bright yellow, almost obnoxious looking school bus with a fork on it. And <laughs> it 
so it's really annoying looking and it really stands out. So what I did is I put a cloak on it and I put like a thing called a warp stabilizer on it, which makes it a lot harder to tackle and to keep in place. And so what I do for a good chunk of the time is I go into these capture the flag sites and I just sit there and wait for the timer to tick down. And someone else will see like me in system and will warp to the site and I'll cloak up and I'll sit there and I'll be like, what you gonna do? <laughs> see, you, you have figured out a way around the system. In other words, I have figured out a way to not only not only a way around the system, but a way to infuriate <laughs> anyone who's like legitimately looking for a fight. And oh, it's man. it's great because, you know, and all these people, that's all they really want to do is they just want to go out and have some honest, fair PVP. And here I am sitting in the sites going, nope, <laughs> F1. I, I oh, have the flag. Fight I have the flag. What are you going to do? You can't find so me. What are you, you going to do? <laughs> so if you see the picture that I hold up. At there the it moment, is. That is the Venture. It's hey. actually a pretty awesome design. It was added about an expansion ago. My car is more brightly colored than that. So what are you saying? I have a bright yellow Mazda 3s. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was that color. Like banana yellow. <laughs> like banana this, yellow. Yeah, this or is just like bright a, pink a render, or yeah. something. <laughs> I, I wish it was that color. So that's that's what I've been up to. And the whole alliance and the whole corp is in faction warfare. And I've been running missions too, which are a little bit more legitimate because there's probably more risk of me getting caught and blown up. Um, but that's easy. And it is. I mean, that. <laughs> and over the past couple of days, I've literally, I, I told myself I wouldn't use that word, but I have in actuality made 1 billion isk over the course of like two days doing faction warfare missions. Wow. It's like the money sink now that we're at, we've kind of boosted the mechanic and we as an alliance have captured a lot of systems uh, in kind of this back and forth. And that means we get better payouts for doing a lot of the things in faction warfare. And it is a money fire hose and it's okay. So, so basically like if, if you have a small amount of systems and you're doing faction warfare, you get X payout, but the more systems you get, the basically the more money is funneled into because you're that getting is, more resources from more planets. That, that, uh, that more or less. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's control. So you, it's actually the factions like, Think of it kind of like in, in to think of it in WoW terms. If you had like the orcs of or, or the hordes in Orgamar, and then you had the the alliance in Stormwim, and you had a like the battleground in the middle, and that could change sides on a given oh, day. Okay. And so yeah. as that changes sides, whoever has it it gets a higher gets they get a control rating and the more systems that they can get in the middle, that means their control rating is higher. And eventually if they put money into it, basically then it will upgrade the the entire system. And then that will make it out of it too. It's a little bit of give and take like that, but, but regardless of the details, yeah, it's just, we're getting mad amounts of money right now by doing faction warfare things, including missions. And it's like I said, 1 billion ISK with, two days of work, maybe two hours each day. It's that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. It is crazy. Cause uh, I, so, I remember that I was thrilled that I, I had sold one uh, salvage to uh, 
Stu, you recommended a guy to me. I don't remember who specifically yeah. it was. Yes. But you, Spiker. Man. Yes, Spiker. Man. That's 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 totally who it was. That I I was thrilled. I got. I think it was like seventy three million in a in a day, and I was like, yeah, I got. And something. that was amazing, wasn't it? But but you you're like two billion in two days with a total of four hours. That's you know a that so, turns other out way around. One so like five hundred million over the two days, one billion total. But you know what? I could go tonight again, and there right. would be another. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's it's insane. I yeah. He's I'm, also I'm failed to write up the guide on how to do this on multiple. Well, of course he's not going to write it up. Yeah, I promised like two weeks ago I would write up a guide and then work. And so we have and... our a little behind uh, the scenes. We have our forum in um the test alliance forum for all the and like stuff. I keep posting like every three days like him. <laughs> What are you gonna write? I'm gonna post this and thing. I keep reading it because I keep I going. Sure you should really write that guy. Um, wow, nice. But no, he decides to just keep on going and come in and vet. Hey guys, I got another oh, billionaire. You wouldn't believe <laughs> how many. <laughs> and they're like, I just yeah, so we know. Much money is raining <laughs> here. Oh man. So, Stu, do we want to talk about Rubicon? There was a big expansion that came out uh, yeah, Tuesday. Rubicon. Came out on Tuesday. I mean, it came out, didn't it? Who would yeah, have that happened. I know. So all of our discussions has just been talking about us, but uh, really, I mean, Eve had its big, one of its big two expansions, just two a year, free expansion, of course. Of uh, 22nd, I want to say, expansion? Is that right? I don't know. Uh, it's like their 22nd uh, free expansion. It's like uh, the 50th it, expansion. And they made a bunch of graphical changes, made months, a bunch of uh, quality of life changes, but the biggest thing that they did is is kind of following the name Rubicon is kind of doing something that you know that it, you know you might want to go back, but you can't. There's no turning back now. So the the kind of the theme of the Rubicon expansion is the capsuleers, and that's like us, the pilots, are taking more control over the space than the factions that exist already. So the Amar, Kaldari, Galente, and Mimitar factions, we're taking over more control and we're kind of taking the power away from them and kind of taking more of the power into our own. So um, this includes uh, all the POCOs or, or the player-owned customs offices, which allow you to move things easily from planets to space. That Giant space warehouses. Yeah, they basically <laughs> orbit planets and you know just out in space that and their giant warehouses that you put planetary goods in and out of to get mad isk. Uh, but they have transferred all of those in high sec from being not capturable to being capturable. So uh, it allows players to go in and shoot them, and then take control of them, and then and you know be a whole war and fight over those. And then also they added a whole bunch of deployable structures. So I don't know if Hoots, if you want to yeah. talk about some of those. Yeah, sure. Uh, one of them that I brought up last time when we uh, they had just announced the uh, Rubicon changes, and I made a whole big stink about giant tractor beams. Those are those are real now, and they're what, in the game. What, what does that actually mean? Because I I am okay. pro tractor beam. I having what been that a means salvager, is you so you can put a structure in your ship, and plop it out into space, anywhere in space, and it will automatically tractor tractorable items within like a 150 meter 
radius diameter something like some ridiculously large range that's a lot and it yes just sucks everything in and they're amazing um there are a couple other ones you can refit your ship anywhere in space now which is really super convenient you can um you can prevent people from jumping in on you. So now what that means is there's this jammer, basically a portable jammer. So you can't have massive giant ships jump in within a radius on you. Um, formerly, okay. you had to have like massive amounts of player infrastructure in order to do that to an entire system. Now just you one guy can do it in a limited radius and a couple other. There was one more structure um, that I'm not remembering that's probably not important, and I'm probably going to get hate mail because siphon of that. Unit? But the which one? Oh, the siphon place. unit. You can steal uh, Moongu, and you can steal other people's stuff uh, that you couldn't before. It's great. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, when you start playing this game, uh, there is not a fact which design or which it outlines no. all of the terms like Moongu, or not. when someone I'm says not even like sure what Moongu is five even. tax six. That actually means five dash six. But tack yep. is cooler to say, I guess, or is, is that like military lingo? So I don't actually, it's actually know. An interesting story <laughs> of how we all started using that. Uh, most of us in AIE proper now, myself, Hoots, Lank, uh, Senile, right? Tuku, are all kind of learned to fly in E via Lord Senile, yeah. who has been on this podcast, I think, way back in the day. Uh, and it's been a he, while. <laughs> yeah. And so he was actually the one who kind of taught us, and he FC'd or flight, uh, fleet commanded for all of us. And so we started saying TAC, and I believe he learned it from Audelin, which is another former, uh, a long time ago, AIEU person. And he, and so it's all been just kind of us going through it. And it's easier because instead of saying dash, yeah, and, and TAC is, it, it is, is a very, is shorter, yeah, and especially on comms when you're trying to, to say a system very quickly, if, if something's going down, TAC is usually easier, but definitely it's, it's not a very obvious term. Also, the NATO phonetic alphabet is another real great thing to learn. Oh no, I I sadly have have learned that, but yep. not not for reason. I just it was like a very curious thing for me to learn. So, yep. um, but it, it was very amusing that I I managed to go on a couple of fleets and you know hit a couple of things, and of course I got blapped like very quickly into the. It's like oh sorry, there's mines on that. Don't jump into it or turn off your afterburners. And by then I was already dead, so it didn't. So the fleet commander sort of failed on the couple of missions that I was on, but uh, it is super interesting to just sit in mumble and listen to this other language. Yeah, because they're speaking English. I'd like to cut in and point out that my mic's been muted. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it has. Yes. And it's in here, and it's been muted right here. <laughs> And yeah, and if you've been saying something, we've been totally I, not about. I thought you were saying that as as a point of like you had no clue the words we were saying. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, no, I, I thought that was words. you were trying to make a point and I know of that. Real words and everything, and I've been following, but I've been adding comments, and I've been like, wow, nobody's like really. No. Okay. Yeah, we're just ignoring you, Lutra. Well, no, it's I yeah, saw the all, mute thing all, on your fine. mic, so. I don't, but it's just really no, interesting. I this one. <laughs> Because we, there was a scout, and there's always a scout in front of the entire fleet that will warp into things, I believe, cloaked, 
and let us know what the situation is. And it's sort of this stream of consciousness, constant mumbling of here's what the situation is in this zone. And if you are not familiar with the language, it takes you a couple minutes to, oh, that's what he's saying. Okay, we can we can certainly move into there now because he's given us the all clear and they say, you know, everyone form up and it's it's just a very interesting, it's very different than any other thing that I've ever played. It's in, in that it has to move as sort of a, when, when you have 70, 80 people as one unit and you have to move from point to point, it becomes very, very interesting. Uh, if yeah, one, and actually uh, to throw in another term, uh, scouts are usually plus one, meaning they're plus one system. So oh, that's yes. A, that's another. Okay. Just, uh, and there's is there a fact? You guys should really come up with a fact for like all of the terms. It would be you know, you know, we have this thing. We try. It's really great. It's called a wiki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's so many words like we take for granted. Like I try to be like new, new player friendly, but like Hoots and I, as we said, we have a podcast called Cap Stable, and we have the 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 vocab section on there to cover some of these yes. things. We cover like point and some of the more the more uh, often used terms, but even that is just scratching the surface. It, and it at really is. Point, at some point, if you try to break down every word that you're saying in Eve, like you just you're spending three hours talking about something <laughs> that you could say in fifteen minutes. So at some point, you just have to immerse yourself and learn the language yeah. by cultural immersion. That's the best way to learn, really. Yeah, no, it, um, it really is. If there's mm-hmm. one final takeaway that I do want to say with the podcast is now because AIEU and the Alliance has moved to faction warfare, it's a really great time to join. Um, the ship requirements are actually really minimal. Uh, Stig, I haven't even talked about what Stig and Tuku have been coming up with. And uh, Yeah, Kane. shout out to them. They have Their been base camp plans. The AIE wiki is full of like one or two or three day training it's plans like that you as a newbie can get into from day one and be in like a viable ship in a day or three days and be a contributing member of the Corp or the Alliance in a variety of roles. Now it's you tell amazing. me. I know. Yeah, and, it, and a lot of this is. is... Coming it's from old. Tuku, kind of being a spreadsheet warrior and EFT warrior, and and uh, figuring yeah. out ways, and and it's it's really made to let you play the game you want to play it or the way you want to play it. At the same time, getting you into achievable goals short term. That you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna get you a skill plan that oh you could be useful in two months. And that was one of, I think, our failings, like, when at least I first became an officer. And when I and we played. Were all, the Alliance has a <laughs> when lot When I played. Of, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And the Alliance has a lot of really great resources, but their first resource for newbies is here's our 30-day training plan. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so that's, and, and also, I, I will openly mm-hmm. say, the, the one shortcoming that I felt was a thing was... I should have absolutely not joined AIEU until I actually finished like the first week and a half of tutorials because I was literally two days in and they were like, oh, join the thing. And then I realized, oh, giant bullseye on head. 
So it is, I kind of had to come to, to deep space and I had to come to Nullsec and I had no idea what I was doing. So. Yeah, I strongly encourage anybody who starts playing Eve to go through the tutorials. Yes. Uh, I encourage, yeah. uh, there's obviously the main tutorial and then they have uh, career agents for all the major like things like uh, distribution, security, military, advanced military, exploration, uh, so forth, industry, I think. Uh, all those are very useful, and if it interests you, definitely I encourage you to go into those because in my my usually thing is I usually say is go into those, and then when you get bored, if you haven't done X, Y, and Z, usually a military security, and there's one other one I can't remember off the top of my head because they kind of give you the basics of maneuvering, flying around space, scanning stuff down, and so forth. If you haven't done those, go do those, but otherwise – if you get bored doing those, then come out and join us. And even now it's easier because we're, as, as Hoots was saying, we're in low sec. We are approximately 10-ish jumps from uh, high sec Jita. Oh, um, wow. Jumps, market hub. Three jumps from... Where were you guys like nine months ago? Yeah. <laughs> we were in Castle and Delve when you were here. I know you were. Yeah, we were in low sec in Fortress Delve of... Blackwater oh, hillbilly part of Dell, <laughs> which is probably currently has, uh, you know, former renters and Russians and maybe a few pizza, former pizza members out there. So uh, but um, anyways, really quick, I, I it, it just there's a story that I you guys mentioned on here and we're kind of running okay. out of time here, but I wanted yes. to. So someone had an IBIS, which I had oh, that yes. shows you how cruddy this ship is. They had an mm-hmm. IBIS with 42 plex on it, which is, ladies and gentlemen, that's 42 months of game time. I, wow. I, I have a rookie ship or a starter ship. It's the ship that you yeah. get when you die. And, and you, you don't respawn. have a ship. Yeah. Yeah. And when you respawn in, or in dock into a station and you don't have a ship and you're just in your pod, they give you an IBIS for, for free. free. For free. For free. So this guy was <laughs> flying around in this with 42 plex in his hull. And for, plex aren't, aren't big. They don't take up a lot of volume. So he had all those in his in his uh, cargo hold, 42 plex. It was approximately $840 US or $25 billion isk. Uh, there are some rumors. And, you know, there's always one of these going around. Uh, we, like to, we like to cover it because it actually showed up on Massively and Joystick. Oh, yeah. That's no, like I saw those. I don't actually news, read so. Eve news, but I, I read gaming news. And I was like... Yep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so there's a link to that in the show notes. That's that's insane. That that someone thought that there would be a good idea. That this is, is related to somebody doing real money trading or real money, uh, you know, trying to get money, you know, gold farming and so forth. Oh. There's some rumors of that in the comments that's related to this. So, um, but I don't know. There's no unsubstantiated claims. Well, and, and to be fair, Eve does not seem like a game to me that you can gold farm in. Like, well, you, you need to well, actively you gold farm, but you can real money trade or Yo, you know, yes. RMT. Real money so trade. that's, that's what they were kind of talking about is, you know, the, CCP has one approved way to get, to get is mm-hmm. for, a real game thing and that's plex that's right the only way you could do it anything else is not considered eve uh eula approved or terms of service approved so uh that's kind of the biggest thing there's and that's where some rumors came in i did want to shout out because there's some cool ship models that came out of rubicon if you look at oh, the, right. in my screenshot 
This is one of them. This is, I believe, the Astero or Stero. This is the frigate of the new Sisters of Eve ships. There's also the Stratos or Stratigos. I don't know which one is. And that one is a cruiser size. It's very similar in look. It's It has the same type of uh, white uh, kind of uh, circle, half circle around it on either side. Um, so those are really cool, but they're also really rare. Uh, and of course, someone lost them within the first 12 hours of the of the expansion dropping. Uh, so, of course, him, I guess. <laughs> so, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention quickly before we uh, before we wrap this up? Capstable.net. Oh yeah, yeah well, yes, we we, we will get talking. to that. We we okay. want yeah. we're gonna ask you where you can be found on the internet, and yes. Okay. You Perfect. guys do a great podcast, and I, the only thing that I would mention on capstable.net, as long as you guys have already mentioned it, is I appreciate that you guys are doing the, the terminology thing, but the terminology thing sometimes is a little hard to understand with her voice. I realize this is the voice you hear in Eve all yeah. of the time, but there are some words that she says that I, I have to actually like hit the 30-second go back and well, what did she say? Because she's covering things that is, I'm going to need to know. <laughs> she needs a firmware yeah. update. She does. We're, we're working on that. <laughs> she needs her speech synthesizer to be like, yep. you know, the flash. Yeah, sometimes uh, she she needs some finessing to get the words to sound like that you would think they are. Yes. Um, you And we usually just go off the way you would say them or, you know, type them. And so if you just drop it in the synthesizer, it's sometimes kind of, drops weird vowels and stuff. Yes. Yeah, we are. I am aware. Okay. That's I just, that that I wanted to point that out. So. And, and you are not wrong. <laughs> so uh, that's our show for this evening. We want to thank both Stu and Hoots for joining us. And so where can we find you on uh, like the internet or anything else you guys want to uh, plug? Uh, I'm at underscore stupid genius. Uh, that's my Twitter. Um, at Cap Stables, our little show. Um, if you at all enjoyed our talks about Eve, even if you aren't a big fan, I encourage you to listen to our Capstable show. It is amusing. It's about a, about an hour long. It's you know four four guys chatting about Eve. I kind of equate it to the instance, not exactly, but I, I think it's kind of approachable in that manner. We try to really stay away from being unapproachable and kind of bitter vets, so to speak. Like the one time Lank tried to read patch notes, I yelled at him. <laughs> Because it was boring. We like to cover community. We like to cover like the politics. We like to cover just what crazy things have been happening. Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing with our show in that yes, we can come on and read patch notes, but we we uh, tend to try to get people to cover yeah. the the exciting parts of things, and right. they can read the patch notes. I mean, that's that that is yes. something that is not exciting to listen to. Yep. So, um. So next Cap week .net and then okay oh, at aie hoots yeah hoots. at aie hoots for me on twitter <clears throat> and next week we'll be talking to swotor thank you aludra for uh for letting me know that <laughs> that that was happening so remember <laughs> we're not going to have a show next week because i'm in south carolina and i'm not bringing equipment with me so that's that is going to be way more difficult um but uh but the week after so the first week of december we absolutely will have a show Yes, we will. Stay tuned as we've got a full ride of great AIE member segments coming right up, including Asmus Mulgra, much lesser known Shaws, Azeroth Archives, 
Mega Minute, overly dramatic news, and as soon as I can finish editing it, a Luger's Pets. We have about an hour. And then, and then if yeah. it doesn't make the cut, it goes to next week. So, I know, so, I know. But I know, I'm if you need to reach us, we can be found at our email is podcast at aie-guild.org. Our Twitter is at aiepodcast. I am at show not found. Accuzod is at Accuzod. And Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. And record, we record live with video every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us or watch one of our past shows on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul on Twitter or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. You should follow this guy on Twitter. He yes. posts a ton of, hey, I just did this cool random thing that you would really like and you will. So you mm-hmm. should absolutely follow him on Twitter. He's awesome. Congratulations on being a member of AIE, one of the largest and most fantastic gaming communities on the planet. Now, because AIE is so large, there is a very good chance that one of your fellow members may be living right next door. What if I told you there was a place where all of the information pertinent to you could be accessed in one easy to navigate website? A one-stop shop to organize meetups for BlizzCon, DragonCon, Nerdtacular, or even a small get-together at the local pub. Go to www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta dash est dash gaming dash community and register put in your location and you'll have access to all of the latest events that aie has to offer that's www.meetup.com slash alea dash eocta dash est dash gaming dash community aie where all the nice people on the internet are And welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, what is your stance on real estate speculation on the new continent of Draenor? Just in case you skipped all your history classes, I will sum this up for you. Draenor was the beautiful original home of my orc ancestors. That is, until a greedy, power-hungry, beady-eyed little excuse for a shaman named Gul'dan made a very bad deal under the demon lord Kil'jaeden, which eventually resulted in the destruction of Draenor. Now, all that is left of that majestic world is our desolate chunk of outland. Talk about a fixer-upper. You would have to renovate the whole sorry mess and restore places like Shadowmoon Valley and Talador to their previous... Uh, 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 they are? Oh, well, in that case, I'd like a ski chalet on Frostfire Ridge. I am Miss Mulgra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh. Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter, or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. Greetings, 
This is Rastlin, presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shahs of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shah of Confusion. This Shah has not yet been engaged in battle, because its location inside its lair has never been discovered despite many attempts. This is because it lives in the Dread Wastes, in a sort of great underground cavern in a maze of twisty little passages all alike. However, according to a brave adventurer, armed with naught but a brass lantern and an elvish sword of great antiquity, this Shah, named Zerk or Zark or some such, hints that it will be defeated when a group of heroes finally scores all 350 points from questing inside the GUC. We now return to your regularly scheduled raid run, already in progress. Welcome back to the Azeroth Archives. I am Vikshorkas, Dranai Paladin and Lore Master of the Archives. The library will be closing for renovations for a few weeks. But before it does, I will conclude the tale of Gromash Hellscream. Years after the Second Great War, where the Orcish Horror was led into Azeroth by the warlock Gul'dan under the influence of the Burning Legion, Grom and his Warsong clan were stranded on the outskirts of human civilization when a young orc named Thrall escaped captivity and sought Grom's guidance. Thrall became Warchief and led the New Horde from Lordaeron to Kalimdor. But as they began to call the forests of Ashenvale to build settlements, they encountered the Night Elves and Cenarius, who resisted these newcomers to their lands. Grom and his clan believed themselves free from the influence of demons, but the Pit Lord Manoroth had other ideas. He filled a fountain in Ashenvale with his own blood, the very same that drove the orcs to bloodlust on Draenor. And when Grom and his troops discovered the fountain, despite warnings from Thrall, they drank from it and succumbed again to their bloodlust in the Legion's influence. The leaders of the Horde subdued Grom, and with the aid of Jaina Proudmoore released him from the blood curse. Freed again from Manoroth's will, Grom, joined by Thrall, went to confront the demon in Ashenvale. Thrall, wielding Orgrim Doomhammer's eponymous mace, could not harm Manoroth. The Pit Lord laughed and taunted Grom that the same cursed blood th flowed through their veins. Enraged, Grom sank his battle axe, Gorhel, deep into Manoroth's breastplate. Manoroth unleashed a last inferno of Felfire as he died mortally wounding Grom, who died in Thrall's arms, the blood curse gone at last. It was Manoroth's taunting of his father that made Garrosh Hell scream, so determined never to fall prey to the same influence. Unfortunately, his hubris is what led ultimately to his own downfall. Until next we meet, may the light embrace you. Follow at Azeroth Archives on Twitter, or listen to past episodes at azeroth-archives.tumblr.com.
Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Megacode, a mini cast on all things Holy Paladin. This week I give a brief synopsis of the Iron Juggernaut encounter from the Siege of Ogamar Raid. This fight requires two tanks and two to six healers depending on your difficulty. This is pretty much a two-phase tank and spank fight with some very basic mechanics. We start off the assault phase with one tank on Juggernaut while the other tank picks up crawler mines which are stationary adds that if not picked up cause a ton of physical raid wide damage. I like to help the off tank with mines by specking into clemency allowing me to hands of protection self thus mitigating the physical damage I take while picking up the mines. The rest of this phase is moving out of board drill spikes and mortar cannons large red circle. In addition to beaconing whichever tanks on Juggernaut I keep eternal flames ticking away on both tanks while spot healing the raid using holy radiance and daybreak holy shocks. When three holy power is up if I'm not refreshing eternal flames onto the tanks I'll heal the raid with light of dawns and holy prism. After two minutes Juggernaut goes into his siege phase which lasts about a minute. During this phase the entire raid takes constant physical damage from seismic activity and suffers a hard knockback from shock pulse. Speed of light is handy to have for repositioning after the knockback. Be careful if you're targeted by the laser cutter to not drag it through the explosive tar void zones. It'll cause a ton of raid wide fire damage. It's during the shock pulse that I like to use healing cooldowns to help get folks topped off and devotion aura is nice to have for when folks are taking damage from the explosive tar void zones. As long as folks manage the mechanics, healing on this fight isn't too intensive. With clemency spec, I like to use my extra hands of sacrifice for when the tanks are taking major damage which is usually from the crawler mines. So I hope this helps out and good luck. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Famous arsonist uses insurance fraud to try to get ahead. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The chill of autumn has begun blowing across the land, and with it has come Hallow's End along with its infamous mascot, the Headless Horseman. In years past, the villages of Azeroth could count on adventurers answering the volunteer fire department gong and dousing the flames he throws down from the sky. But with the Horde and Alliance attention focused on the Timeless Isle and the war on Garrosh Hellscream, ODN must report with sadness that Brill, Goldshire, and other towns have been reduced to ashes. It turns out that the horsemen, despite having pie ingredients for brains, correctly foresaw this lack of civic spirit and purchased fire insurance policies on all the buildings he planned to target. Sources tell us that with the holiday concluded, he took his ill-gotten loot to Pandaria in order to buy a terrible turnip genetically engineered to be compatible with his evil body. This monstrous combination would have made him strong enough to burn down the cities of Azeroth along with the villages. Fortunately, SI-7 had been reading the horseman's mail and knew of the plan. They raided the farm in Half Hill prior to his arrival and plowed the turnip under, sowing the whole field with nice, peaceful song bells. And so for now, it would appear that the Headless Horseman's plans for fiery world domination have been squashed. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Oh, Ludra the Mage here helping you do that pet thing in World of Warcraft. So by now, I'm sure you're a bit tired of the Timeless Isle, right? Well, too bad. There are tons more pets that we haven't even begun to talk about. Like in the Cavern of Lost Spirits. The first pet of the cavern is the Ominous Flame, which is an epic quality elemental pet that has a chance to drop off the foreboding flames littered around the cavern. 
Not enough for you? Well, how about the Jadefire Spirit, another elemental pet that drops from the spirit of Jadefire found on a spawn timer deep within the cave. Really, Blizzard? We just flipped the name there? Okay. Now, I'll be the first to admit that these pets look similar, but the green Jadefire Spirit has many more dragon-type moves than you would think a little green ghost cat should have. Meanwhile, the Ominous Flame has more fiery, elementally-type moves. Either way, you're deep in a cave hunting for super-cute ghost cats, and this is something I can totally get behind. If you like this segment, or you want to tell me how awesome I am, you can visit the website at aludraspets.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at aludra underscore AIE. And for more Battle Pet information, head on over to battlepet.net. Until next time, AIE, this is Gomez. This is Aludra. And this has been the AIE Podcast. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.